Welcome to the Productive Inactivity Podcast, where we take your favorite topics and completely destroy their overworked narratives, create new unbiased narratives, and probably hurt your feelings in the process. But in the words of my old black babysitter Matilda, you gonna be all right. Again, welcome to the Productive Inactivity Podcast. Now, here's your host, Wayne Steven. Welcome to the Productive Inactivity Podcast. I am your host, Wayne Steven. Um, Today is a very sensitive subject for a few reasons. One of which, because I'm already prepared to be misunderstood. Two, I'm already prepared to take a closer look at what I'm made of And three, this is just a very touchy subject overall for many people. Um, Today, I have a problem with today's church and Christianity. And I air quoted that because it has become somewhat of a byword. It it almost doesn't carry the same meaning as it did for maybe our grandparents because of the current state of affairs. I don't necessarily prefer to be called a Christian. And and I I have quite a few reasons for that. I would much rather be called a believer or a follower of Christ because it better describes the relationship that is had with God. I feel like the word Christian has become marginalized. And that doesn't mean anything to anyone other than those who believe and those who are absolutely against it. For people who are on the fence, it doesn't mean anything at all. Even to Christians, it seems to be kind of marginalized because there's a lot of hypocritical behavior. The church itself is either super duper legalistic, which is like, do this, do this, do this, do this, or not, you're going to go to hell. Or it's become like really overly liberal. It doesn't stand for anything, but it doesn't accept a lot of things as well. And I I wanna break down, I wanna unpack that section of what I'm talking about. The hypocritical behavior I'm talking about is I've been to a few churches and I see Christians, I air quote that every single time I say it, treat people who look a certain way, whether they look kind of dirty or whether they be of a different race or they have tattoos or earrings in the place that, you know, most people don't have earrings in, whether it be their, they have the Monroe piercing or the nose piercing or, you know, or cheek piercing or eyebrow piercing or cartilage piercing, just any anything that's like out of the ordinary. I see Christians kind of shy away from those people as if they can't possibly believe as strongly as that person who's, 
you know, wears the grandma sweaters and the button buttoned all the way up to the top so they can hardly breathe. And I feel like people who like to keep up an appearance of Christianity are the ones who judge other people's appearances the harshest. I want to give you an example. One evening, I was asked to be a part of those who passed the collection plate. On this particular evening, I happen to have short sleeves on. I am tattooed from my shoulder to my wrist on both arms. And I was passing the collection plate to this one lady and she looked at my arms in like a disgusted way. And I saw it, but I didn't, I didn't bother processing it at the time because I was in the act of service for those who asked me to serve in that particular area that evening. So I, did, I wasn't really caring until I sat down in my seat and really recalled the fact that this lady and this lady only looked at my arms as if it were going to steal the money, as if my arms themselves were going to steal money from the collection plate. Um, to add to that, I am the only black person that attends this church and that in and of itself has caused me a certain level of um, uneasiness for quite some time, especially in light of recent political events over the last two years. So having said that, the church itself is either really legalistic or really liberal and the Bible is neither. Um, and what I've come to find is people have a problem striking balance in their lives between liberty and letter of the law. Letter of the law is a figure of speech. I don't want anybody to think that the Bible is filled with rules that if you break one, you go to hell. That's not what it's about. I, I, I urge you to take a deeper look into the word of God if that's what you believe. So having said that, I attended another church that was really, really liberal. Now, most people would say, well, that's not a bad thing because we honestly, to be honest with you, we live in a liberal society right now. Most of our media is controlled by a liberal point of view where it's everything goes, you know, believe any and everything. And you can't just believe any and everything because if you believe any and everything, that means there's nothing that's off limits and there's nothing that's disallowed. That means there are no rules and you can't have a society that has no rules. You can't have a society that has no boundaries because people's, people's boundaries are limited to don't kill, don't rape, don't murder, don't hurt anyone, okay? But what about those things that are subtle, like gossip? Because what I've come to find is that churches will accept gossip and gluttony but won't accept somebody who, say, listens to rap music. Like, you listen to the devil's music. And I look at them and I go, you gossip and you overeat. Both of which, both of which are spoken against very highly in the Bible. Gossip and gluttony are two things that just glaring. One, one means that you don't control your tongue. The other one means you have no control of body. So there's nothing that people won't do to keep the sins that they commit kind of 
under wraps. Like they like to mask them with certain things. Like I just wanted to keep you in the know about what may be going on in our midst. So I'm gonna tell you this thing that I heard. So I need you to know it too. No, that's gossip. And then, then on the other token, people are like, oh, God gave us taste buds to enjoy this. Yes, he did, but he didn't give us taste buds to enjoy it at the rate of us eating for three people. That's gluttony. And the thing that I don't particularly care for is the level of accountability for these things in our churches and people who are these staunch Christians but will gossip and look down on others who might be poor or dressed un, un, in, a, in, a, in a manner that is just not clean. There was a family at a church one time that I attended. You know, I don't know if they were farmers or not, but they smelled like they farmed. They didn't smell great. And I, I watched people gossip about them. I watched people look at them in a very disgusted manner. I watched people almost force them out because they no longer attend this church. And I, I think to myself, is this the Christianity that, that you're protecting? And that's why I don't particularly care to be called a Christian. Call me a believer. Don't lump me into that group of Ned Flandery, goody two shoesery. Don't do any of that for me. I don't, I am a follower of Christ. I believe the Bible is truth. That's where my life is lived. Do not slap the Christian label on me like you slap it on those other folks who do these things that I'm talking about. You know what I realized though? Conservative Christians by and large are some of the meanest and most closed-minded people that I'm meeting these days. They won't even listen to an idea that doesn't sound like something they believe and they become mudslingers for the sake of a political party, like they, you know, using rude political memes, they go tit for tat in political dialogues. They'll defend a politician, but won't defend Jesus. But they'll defend a politician saying, oh, he's God's anointed and he speaks for the, he was appointed by God. And he's, you know, uh, he's safeguarding our beliefs and blah, 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 blah. No, he's not. No, he's not. I just wanna know First of all, when 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 did Christians become so mean and closed-minded? Like, I've, I've seen I've seen Christians. I'm seriously gonna keep air quoting this because it's almost like not even a thing anymore. I've seen Christians talk negatively about other people's beliefs, and I I just had a conversation with my brother just now before I started recording. I said the thing that really irks my nerves is you listening to somebody else's beliefs, just listening to them, what they believe, just listening to what somebody believes, does not mean you have to stop believing what you believe in order to listen to what they're saying. There's no sin that's, there's no sin of, of, of inattentiveness. This is like, oh, be inattentive to what you hear because it might, listen, there's no belief that could say something to me and make me go, you know what? I would much rather believe what you believe. I'm abandoning my beliefs. That is not at all what that means. It takes nothing. You're, if you're a human being with any kind of compassion or sense of camaraderie towards other human beings, you listening to what somebody else believes and why they believe it, 
is just you listening. I mean, you watch television, you listen to music, you watch movies. Do you believe the things that you see on the screen and go, you know what? Instead of living my life like I've been living it, I'm gonna live it like I see it on that movie because I'm now influenced. That is literally the same thing. You're taking in information. You can do with it what you wish. It shouldn't affect how you believe. But people are like, most Christians I know are so rude towards other people with different beliefs. Nobody's even asking you to denounce their belief. It takes nothing to listen and go, okay. And even if they ask you, and now by the time they ask you what you believe, you've now ruined that opportunity as a Christian to speak for Christ because you were rude and not wanted to listen to what they had to say. You've etched yourself out of an opportunity to bring glory to God because you wanted to be an upstanding Christian. Are you serious? Like, so I, I just, I really, listen, man, don't call me a Christian. Like, that's, I, I'm just going to keep saying it just so it drives the point home. If that is what a Christian is, don't call me that. Don't at all call me that. I've watched Christians literally fill their Facebook timelines with memes, rude, negative memes about people they don't even know. About other politicians, they don't know these people. They may know what they've said. They may know what a reporter said they said. But if a Christian is getting their information from a right-wing media source, I'm gonna guarantee that half of that stuff that they get are sound bites broken up to make that particular political party look nuts. And it's the same for the other side. But most Christians I know on Facebook right now have taken to that point of view where, oh, uh, the liberals believe this, they're trying to do this. And it has nothing to do with them attacking the Bible more than it has to do with policies and procedures and all this other stuff. Never once, Never once have I seen somebody defend the word of God that fervently on their timeline. Like, and I, and the other day on Facebook, I'm not going to lie. I've gotten to the point where, and I'm going to say this openly. I don't even care if anybody from my Facebook audience listens to this podcast and feel a certain way about what I'm about to say. I've gotten to the point where I don't even care about my Facebook audience anymore. Like I have, I have, and me and my cousin were talking about this. She said, Wayne, your Facebook audience is predominantly white conservatives and their point of view is so skewed and slanted that nothing you say that makes them think or believe outside of their box is ever going to reach them. And nothing proved that more than this week when I posed a question. I said to, I was like, to all my conservative Christian friends, you mean to tell me there isn't one Christian? on the democratic side of things, not one. So the whole democratic party is nothing but tree hugging, Satan worshiping baby eaters. Is that what you're telling me? Nobody said nothing because they know how ridiculous their thinking is, but they're not gonna let me call them out on it. The last thing they want is to hear me, some young punk black kid, 40 years old from Brooklyn, New York, tell them how to be a Christian because I obviously don't fit the description because I wear sweatshirts and jeans to church. 
where a lot of these people, they, they break out the greatest outfit and I'm sitting there and I'm like, they're probably thinking what they have to do when they get home. They're probably thinking to go watch a Donald Trump speech. They're probably thinking about the rude meme they're gonna post later that's gonna drop a truth bomb on the whole Facebook world about the liberal party. Like, I just, I'm so disgusted with this quote unquote Christian behavior. Like, it is, it's, it's literally, it's disgusting. That's why I keep saying, do not call me a Christian. Cause I don't, none of that stuff that they do appeals to me. I am a believer. I am a follower of Christ. Nothing that Christ said, says to do any of those things. When did Christians become mudslingers? When did we become people like, it's literally like the playground. And most times, Christians are the ones firing the first shots. I'm gonna post this about Bernie Sanders cause he's crazy and he doesn't believe in what my Donald Trump Jesus believes. Oh yes, I said that. I truly believe many Christians have swapped out Jesus for Donald Trump. I totally believe that. Here's the thing, I also wanna point this out before anybody goes on a ledge. I voted against Hillary in the last election only because I wasn't comfortable offering my vote to people who have exploited black people and the trauma of black people just to get votes over the last however many years. I was more comfortable voting against her. So don't anybody think that I voted for Don John. I didn't vote for Don John. I voted against Hillary because at the end of the day, all of them is rich white folks. Nobody has anybody's interest in that lower 1% in mind, in that lower in that lower 99%. That upper 1% is the one getting considered when things are when votes got to get passed and all this other stuff. Like none of the middle class, none of the none of the, the the lower class, none of them are being considered by any of these parties. So to watch people go so hard for politicians is ridiculous to me because you only count as a vote. You don't count as the change. Let me just make that abundantly clear. So if you're sitting there going, I voted for such and such, he speaks for me. You think so? Last time I checked, Donald Trump was a rich white man. Last time I checked, Hillary Clinton was a rich white lady. She ain't speaking for nobody down there and neither is he. I've also arrived at a place where I've watched Christians feel as if by doing or believing these following things that that makes them a Christian. Not cursing which I don't do. I don't know if you've noticed that. I don't opt for foul language. One, it's biblical. And as I told you earlier, that's where I base my life walking on. Being inkless, as in not having tattoos. People will seriously misconstrue scripture just to say that you're not supposed to have tattoos. And it's mostly older folks, which is crazy to me because I know an older pastor who said, Oh, it says specifically in the word you're not. No, it doesn't say specifically, which is sad because I actually like I respect this guy. And for him to go out on a limb and say scripture expressly speaks on not having tattoos, which it does not. It shows me how legalistic his thinking is. And that's sad. Not believing in abortion does not make you a Christian. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of atheists who don't believe in abortion. I mean. Anybody cannot believe in abortion. Going to church every single Sunday and every Wednesday and every prayer meeting and every this and every that makes you a Christian. It doesn't. Because you could do all those things just to be seen. You're not doing that out of the love of your heart. You're not doing that for the love of God. 
You're doing that so people can believe this thing about you. I don't do any of those things. I missed church the last two Sundays and opted to do a Bible study with my daughter, which I found way more fruitful because I not only do I gain something out of teaching her, I love to teach the word of God. I love to teach. And teaching her was just a bonus and having her understand it and real life application of, of where the word of God plays a part in her life. That was way more fruitful to me than going. So, I, I mean, would that make me not a Christian because I didn't go every single Sunday at every prayer meeting, every Wednesday night Bible study, every Sunday night Bible study? Please. I've seen people do all those things and I see them outside of church. And these are the same people who won't even speak to me in public. Like they'll pass right by me in Walmart or wherever we are and pretend I don't exist. And here's the thing. You can't mix me up with anybody else. I don't look like anybody else around here. You, you can't see another black dude and go, oh, I almost thought that was Wayne. No, because they don't carry themselves like me. There's like maybe four others and they look nothing like me. So saying that to say, following every sentence with Lord willing, if the Lord wills, you think by saying that, that makes you a crip? Anyway, not spending money on extravagancies because there are so many people in churches who feel like if they spend money on something extravagant, it's humbling and it brings them closer to God. It doesn't. It just means you being fake humble. I hate being fake. I hate, I hate fake humble. I hate watching fake humble. I've seen fake humble. I hate the way it sounds because it sounds like that impression I just did. I don't think of myself better than any man. We're all the same. That tone. It all sounds that's the that's the way it sounds to me. Fake humble is whack. You not spending money on extravagances because there are, there are people that God appoints to live that life and it, it's not me. He's appointed me to the station that I've lived in and by God, that's where I'm gonna get out of here with your fake humble self and your fake Edward R. Murrow voice, get out of here. Like, it disgusts me. Like, I, I just look at some people and I just, I, I screw my face up. Like, cause it's just, I'm watching these people be so phony. Like, I hope you think that that's gonna earn you the spot that you think you're gonna get. Cause it's not. Cause it ain't, it, and none of it is based on any of that stuff you're doing. This is something I've also realized. For the sake of a political party, you Christians have given away our title. Meaning the relationship we have with Jesus Christ, you've given it away to be exploited for votes and used as a weapon against another political party who you perceive as evil. And for what reason? Literally, the Republican Party has snatched the word Christian, shoved the word conservative with it, and now people who sit in churches now believe the Republican Party is the party of God. That is ridiculous to me. That is absurd. They're the party that speaks for God because they're the ones that are always trying to get abortion done away with and, and they were the ones that were against same-sex marriages. Here's the news flash. Those two things still exist. There are still abortions. There are still same-sex marriages. Your political party didn't stop that and them teaming up with Jesus didn't stop it either. While you sit there in your false holiness, believing that the Republican party is gonna be the one to put an end to abortion and same-sex marriages. They're not. All of it is agenda-based. 
No party is ever going to be able to tell people how to get married. No party is ever going to be able to tell a woman to stop killing their, the baby that's inside of them. It's not going to happen. So while you sit there and believe with all of your heart and all of your votes and all of this, that that's going to put an end to that and then you're going to stand behind it wholeheartedly, stand behind the word wholeheartedly and what it has to say about those things that you, you, you feel strongly against. Ain't no political party going to do that. But you seriously have taken the word Christian, bastardized it, given it away to the Republican Party. You let them take it because they're like, no, no, we speak for you guys. And you're like, yes, because you don't believe in abortion and same-sex marriages just like me. And you're going to help save the day with all that. Like, you seriously, like, you people, man. Like, I say you people because I'm not with y'all. I'm not one of y'all. Because the way that you guys carry about your faith through a political party is absurd. And that's what you've done. Look at your Facebook wall right now. That's what you've done. I'm saying that's what you've done because I see it. I watch every last one of y'all. And if you think that it's only reserved to my Facebook wall and only my conservative Christian Facebook following is the one that does this. No, no, it's definitely widespread. But for those who truly do stand for Jesus, their Facebook walls look completely different. It has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative, right wing, left wing, chicken wing, who cares? It's about Jesus at the end of the day. And you've lost sight of that, Christian. And if you think you still have a clear sight on that, again, I, I want to direct your attention to the messages you put out every day. Lastly, to the unbelieving world, a Christian is no different from a Mormon, Catholic, Jehovah's Witness, or anything else that has Jesus in his narrative, and they don't mind lumping us all together for slander's sake, and you let them. Because, again, just like I made in my last point, You've allowed the Republican Party to team up with Jesus and marginalize everything. The unbelieving world does not see the difference between an evangelical Christian and a Catholic. And there are huge differences. And you're not allowing for that because for you to take time away from doing your political revelry, you would actually have to stand up on the word of God and say a thing that has nothing to do with politics and that would kill you because for some reason you think with all this facebook fighting you're bringing people closer to nothing you're not bringing people closer to anything you're pushing people further away from christ and i guarantee you're pushing them further away from what for whatever political party you're riding for because that is abrasive rude behavior that nobody wants to team up with it doesn't make sense and you can't make it make sense to me and that's why I say, do not call me a Christian. I am a believer. I am a follower of Christ. I am not one of y'all. I am not closed-minded. I, I will hear everything, but I won't believe everything. I can hear everything now. Doesn't mean I'm gonna believe it. You've talked yourself into thinking that just because you hear it, you might believe it. That's on you. That means you're weak-minded. That means you lack the the mental fortitude to differentiate false from false from facts 
You've lost that. You've traded that right in. Nobody did that to you, Christian. So if I were you, I would really take a deep look inside of how I believe, what I believe, and how it's applying to how I live my life day to day and separate yourself from the burden of your political revelry and hit your cart back up to Jesus so that you can just get out of this whole, ugh. I could tell I'm done. I didn't even have a word for that. Seriously. You can find productive and activity on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can find me on iTunes at Productive Inactivity Podcast. You can find me on Podbean at Productive Inactivity Podcast. SoundCloud under the same thing. I am your host, Wayne Steven. Thank you for tuning in to the Productive Inactivity Podcast.